Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome into our 100th and final episode of Bet to Win here in Blue Wire Studios inside the Win Las Vegas. I am your grateful host, Joe Fan. Pleased to have you joining us here on our final episode. Claudia Bellafato, my OG co-host, is going to be joining me in just a few moments. I'm pumped to chat with her about baseball, see if I can get her on the Mariners bandwagon, and also preview NFL Week 1 with football just around the corner. Just got to enjoy a long holiday weekend, get through Labor Day, and boom, Thursday night, we've got Bills at Rams. I cannot wait. Um, Before we get going, I got one final victory lap to take. Thank goodness my final winning pick of bet to win. I didn't end on a losing streak. That would have been tough to swallow. Uh, I finished on a win. Blue Jays and Cardinals got home. That was a plus money two-leg parlay, and it feels good to finish on a win. Also, some big breaking news in the NFL. Thursday morning, Adam Schefter reports that Russell Wilson signs a five-year extension worth $245 million, including $165 million guaranteed. That ties Russell Wilson to Denver for seven more years, potentially, uh, including the first or these two years, 2022 and 2023, uh, on his current deal. Wow. That's a whole lot of money to throw at a guy who hasn't played a single snap for you. And it makes really obvious sense now among the rift that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson might have had and the difference in philosophy and any perceived slights or disrespect, Seahawks weren't paying that. Not a chance. And the fact that Denver did push all their chips in on Russell Wilson before he even played a game is immensely risky. There's no scenario where he outplays the value of the contract. Even if he goes and wins them a Super Bowl, it's just worth the contract. But they are paying him top-shelf money like he is still one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. And I'm not rooting against him. I'm just not positive that's the case. I saw it firsthand covering this team. The second half of 2020 was not good from him. Last season, even outside of the finger injury, Long periods of time, quarters and halves, even overtimes. As you look, I think it was week two last year against the Titans where they blew it, where he wasn't good and was ineffective. And maybe it was just a situation. Maybe it wasn't, Russ. We are going to find out in Denver. And I think he's still going to be a good quarterback this year and next year. But that's still on his current deal. There's a really decent chance at age 33, he'll turn 34 this fall, that he starts declining before that contract even kicks in. It could age poorly before that contract even pays him a dime of that $165 million guaranteed. And when you get that kind of money and you know it's coming down the line, there's going to be zero grace period in Denver. Those fans are going to expect him to win and expect him to win right now, as they should, given the investment, the two first-rounders, the second-rounder, and now this big contract. 33 years old, quarterback that relies a lot on athleticism. Scramble drill ain't what it used to be. Again, good quarterback, yes, absolutely. Deserving to be paid 
like the best quarterback in football, that makes me nervous. I genuinely hope it goes well for him. I have nothing against Russ. But strictly from an analytical perspective, this looks really, really risky on a surface. I am so pumped to end this show in style. Our final guest was my OG co-host. She is Claudia Bellafato. Follow her on Twitter at TV. Sports betting analyst on Nesson's Ultimate Betting Show. She's back in Boston in her roots. Uh, and I miss her here at Bet to Win, but had to bring you back for the finale. Claudia, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. I miss you, Joe Fan. I miss you, everybody behind the scenes over there. It feels like it was so long ago, but it was literally just a few months ago that I was out there with you guys in Vegas. I miss WinBet. I miss the studio. I miss Blue Wire. So good to see you, Joe. Catch uh, catch us up on your life. Well, you can see you, the Nesson behind you. You're in the studios right now. You've got the Bruins, Stanley Cup banners. Uh, you're doing big things. Mm-hmm. The show has been tremendous. I love seeing the snippets on social. Uh, just catch us up. You've been having a blast back there. Yeah, it's so, so, so good to be home. Um, just to see the family, friends. I'm living in Seaport, so I get to see the water. I miss the mountains, I have to say. We had that mountain view. You know, we lived in the same apartment complex. I love seeing the mountains, but I definitely miss the ocean. So that's good. Absolutely love Nesson. We have a daily show. I grew up watching Nesson, so to have my own show now, they're investing so much in betting. It's about to become legal or technically is, but, you know, we can't legally bet yet. So, once that happens, um, I think betting is going to blow up here. But very happy to be home, and I love Nesson. Good. I love it. How's baseball season treated you? Pretty good. Um, socks have been tearing my heartstrings left and right. Um, I remember when they were like plus 200 to make the playoffs. I was like, oh, this is such good value. <laughs> and then like, they had that hot streak in June, and I'm like touting this plus 200 ticket I have because they were juiced. And now it's just sort of gone downhill. Um, so that's been tearing me left and right, but overall, I mean, on games in general, I've been doing good, you know, me with my K props, I found a new market, um, to record a win pitchers to record a win. You basically just save juice on the heavy favorites. And I've been like smashing those. I don't know my exact record right now. I'd have to check it. But if you haven't explored that market, whoever's listening, do it because it's basically, you get super juice teams and you cut the price in half. You get like plus money for the best pitchers. So. It's a dope market. That's been helping me, but baseball season's been fun. That's great. And so last year, we had just moved to Vegas, and we were sitting here at this desk, and we were going through the wild card race. Your Red Sox made it. My Mariners did not. Now it looks like finally, mercifully, this playoff drought in Seattle should come to an end. At the time of this recording, the Mariners have 96% odds to win one of the wild card spots in the American mm-hmm. League. And I don't say that to talk any smack to your Red Sox. I'm just asking if if potentially I can get you on the Mariners bandwagon for the rest of the season, should your Red Sox not climb yeah. out of the hole and get into the playoffs? Yeah, man, I've, I've been betting. There's been spots where I've been betting on your Mariners. It's it's funny because I'll like always look at your tweets and you're good at keeping up with you know Mariners Twitter and being realistic about their potential. And I, I just saw it slowly, like get so much more positive as the season stretched on. And I slowly became sort not, I'm not going to call myself a Mariners fan, but sure. I was rooting for them. And when I found an edge with them, I'm like, hell yeah, Joe fan. I'm in on the Mariners. So I have to say, yeah, there's a lot of upside with the team. You guys look good. I love it. It's, it's one of those things. And someone, one of the Mariners columnists tweeted this last night. Mariners have 96% odds to make the playoffs per fan graphs, which means 
uh, most Mariners fans look at that and say there's a 4% chance they blow it down the stretch because <laughs> we're so hurt. Yeah. We're so hurt. And we, we are always bracing ourselves to be hurt again, but it has been an absolute blast. And this is a really fun team. And I, I just, I'm sort of a, like a day-to-day nut job when it comes to watching these games. And I just, I, I'm not prepared to watch a playoff game and like what those emotions mm-hmm. are going to be like, but I also can't <laughs> wait at the same time. So I've sort of had baseball to get me through these dog days of training camp and NFL preseason. But finally, mm-hmm. the NFL regular season is just around the corner. We get through Labor Day weekend and it's here on that Thursday with the Bills at the Rams. How pumped are you for football season? Oh, man, I am so excited. Preseason, especially with my Patriots. <laughs> it's been interesting, Joe. Let me tell you, I am a spoiled Patriots fan because all I knew was Tom Brady and all I knew was winning. So to have the spoiled situation Boston we have fan, with the Patriots. Not just Patriots fans. I am a, spoiled I Boston, spoiled Boston fan. Boston. Let's get it. That is right. That that is very true. That is that's accurate. Um, so Patriots wise, like I, I wish I could be more excited to watch them. I'm hoping they exceed the expectations I've set for them. But aside from that, you know I'm high on the Bills. I love Josh Allen. I really like the Rams. It's tough. Like this is going to be a tough season because I'm high on a lot of teams, and I think a lot of them have high ceilings. Um, oh my God, it's going to be so fun. I'm just like ready for the prop markets to come out. We're already seeing a, a ton of these lines move. So the market, the public is definitely ready as am I. Yeah. I, I want to get into some of those teams that you love this year. Um, but first I want to peel back the curtain a bit, given this is the last episode, our 100th episode of bet to win. Um, and it's sort of wild how it all began. You got here a, a couple weeks to a month before I did. I, this is my yeah. year anniversary in Las Vegas today. I got here Labor oh, Day congrats. weekend last year, and it was September 1st, and we did one, like, quick mic check in studio, and then the next day, we showed up and we did our first episode, and the studio had just mm-hmm. opened. I think we were the first show to use the studio. Uh, Cole Henderson was another guy who moved here with us uh, to work for Blue Wire, run the studio. And we were all flying by the seat of our pants and it was fun, but then it, it really was, was exciting to watch our chemistry grow and, and the content get better and the show get better as the months went mm-hmm. on. But that was all surrounding football season. And our first episode was an NFL preview show of the 2021 season. So it makes sense to end with episode 100 being an NFL preview. And so let's start with this. I want to hear your favorite future or futures that you've got in, tickets you've put in so far and teams that you're really excited about going into the season. So I don't know if you rode that Bengals bandwagon through the Super Bowl like I did because I I, I was you like were high still on them here. and I don't know if you have been. You were still I, here right, for right, that. Right, but like were you were you as high on them and like have you been as high on them throughout the preseason because I think Boston watchers think that I'm a Bengals fan. Like, okay. it, like I have you been wearing your Zach like, Mc, or you McPherson jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've thrown out a few uh, money max. Yeah. Tweets. I talk about them. Joe Burrow. Like I brought, I've probably written too many articles about the Bengals. Um, so I'm still very much on that bandwagon. I think the Bengals are gonna, I think they're being so disrespected with their odds. I mean, to win the Super Bowl, even their win total, everything. The the bookmakers, I will say, are disrespecting them. I think the market's going to catch up at some point. So I'm hopping on any futures I can with them. I definitely have a ticket for them to win the Super Bowl. I know it's going to be tough for them to come back. People say they exceeded expectations last season. That won't happen. Whatever, man. They fixed their O-line. They still have all the weapons. 
Joey B is an absolute insane man. Uh, so Bengals, for sure, Super Bowl. I like the Chargers a lot. Justin Herbert, MVP, is one of my favorite. I'm actually writing an article today that I'll put out on nessandbets.com if you guys want to check it out. Um, he is also insane. I think, of course, they fixed their run defense, which was the biggest issue. Uh, got JC Jackson in the secondary. They have Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And I think them being in the AFC West only helps them because if they come out of that, then it's like, yes, the Bills are going to be tough, but they're going to be the most dominant team in football. It's going to be them and the Bills. Like, mark my words, I really think it will be if their defense looks like it should be. Um, And so if they do that, if they do come out on top, then Herbert's going to run away with that. So those are probably my two favorite. I actually really like the Chiefs under win total, under 10 and a half. And people gave me some shit for it, but like, I don't really care. I think that there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of question marks when it comes to their defensive line. There's a lot of questions with the secondary. I'm not fading Patrick Mahomes, but losing Tyreek Hill is going to hurt him. Um, you know, they have injuries in the backfield or injury concerns rather. So I'm under on the chiefs and people are giving me shit for it. But again, being in that division is tough. So I would say Bengals Super Bowl over on their win total under chiefs and then Herbert MVP MVP. Uh, those are my favorite. Yeah. You know, you make good points across the board. The AFC is going to be great theater. The AFC West in particular, one of the best divisions, in my opinion, the NFL has ever seen with Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos, uh, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, Chandler Jones going to the Raiders, Khalil Mack and JC Jackson going to the Chargers. This is an absolutely Mm -hmm. loaded division, but you look elsewhere, the Bengals are still a really good football team. Obviously, like you mentioned, the Ravens now healthy (laughs) are going to be a better team this year. The Bills are a tremendous football team. I think the Colts are really good. If the Colts were in the NFC, they'd be my NFC pick to make it to the Super Bowl as a dark horse. You look at the NFC, it's completely wide open. I'm not sold that the Bucs and the Packers and the Rams are going to run away with it. There's going to be a sleeper team. For me, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know that's a trendy pick across Mm -hmm. the industry because of what they've done this offseason and, you know, getting A.J. Brown, the high-powered offense, the defense that's improved, investing in Jordan Davis. Uh, and Hassan Reddick in the offseason. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Th- those are my teams I'm I'm looking at. Um, what about week one specifically? Um, have you looked at the board yet? And I know things are moving and, and you know, we don't know what injury reports are going to look like, but um, yeah. ha- have you put in any tickets yet so far for the first week? Yeah, I like Bengals laying just under a touchdown. I think that'll get to a touchdown, if not more, at home against the Steelers. So Bengals for sure, for all the reasons I just mentioned. Um, Bucks only laying one and a half, I think is a little sketchy. I don't really love that, but I just think it's a low number and that'll be juiced up by kickoff as well. Um, what else do I like? Mm, Broncos open four moved to six and a half against Seattle. Of course, that's going to be a really interesting game. And I think the public will probably move that past the touchdown as well. I'm just curious to see how long it takes that offense to mesh. Um, there's a lot of young like unproven talent on that team. And I just don't know, like I haven't seen enough from Wilson. Of course, he was in a terrible situation last season, but I'm just curious to see what that transition looks like. So I would say my favorite are the Bengals. Um, really just the Bengals. I guess I'm a, too much of a Bengals fan there. but She loves <laughs> true. her Bengals. Really and for good reason. They're a fun team. Wait, 
they are a fun team. But you also know me, like I'm not huge on sides. Like I, I'm a big prop girl. Yep. I'm not big on totals. Um, there was one game though. What game do I like? Chargers week one. I know I like the Chargers over 52. And I think they were laying three. There was like some three, some three and a half. Then 52, 50, 52 and a half. So I grabbed the three and the 52. Yep. But outside of that, I really don't love anything yet. It'll mostly be props. Can I interest you in the Panthers minus one and a half in Baker's revenge game against Cleveland at home against the Browns? I One of my favorite futures yeah. is Panthers <laughs> over six and a half wins. They won five games last year. You get Christian McCaffrey back. You get J.C. Horn back. And I don't think you have to love Baker Mayfield. I think he can get you two more wins than Sam Darnold. Going against the Browns team with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, the defense with Miles Garrett, obviously still tremendous. And they've got pieces offensively. Yeah. This team will run through Nick Chubb uh, on offense. But the Panthers were quietly top eight in, or, uh, in rushing yards allowed per attempt. I'm nervous about this because I'm afraid that the Panthers are this year's uh, Last year was Washington football team. This year's the commanders. But you know how all in I was on Washington last year. And it was a bad mm-hmm. look. It aged so yeah. poorly. <laughs> and I am I am making that same bet on the Panthers this year. Uh, is that foolish? Or, or are you going to ride that potentially with me? No, I was looking at that as well. Um, of course, everybody loves the, the script of that game and the drama of it. But I agree. I think that they could be legitimate if McCaffrey stays healthy, which of course is always the question. I'm curious if you have the number one pick, if you have in your fantasy, if you took him or not, because that's been a big debate over here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I trust Baker, but I think he definitely deserved the starting quarterback job. And this game one, he will have something to prove. I would rather lay the points, yeah. I love it. Claudia, I want to say thank you to you. Uh, certainly miss you out here. It's been great having you. Uh, but this, my time in Vegas, my year in Vegas wouldn't have been the same without you. We miss you. Uh, and are so pumped for you with your success over at Nesson. I miss you so much, Joe. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, everyone behind the scenes. I miss you guys so much. Keep in touch. A huge thanks to Claudia Bellafato. Miss her as my co-host, but she is doing big things out in Boston. Again, check out Nesson's ultimate betting show. If you can, if you reside in the Northeast area, follow her on Twitter for the social clips. See Bellafato TV is her Twitter handle. And again, uh, the OG host of Bet to Win. Uh, before I close this thing out, I've got some other games in week one that I didn't didn't want to bug Claudia with everything uh, week one that I lean, but there are a number of games almost concerning how many lines. I really like because I feel like normally I look at an NFL slate and I say, I don't know. And it's probably because these teams haven't played yet. And so I feel very confident in who I'm high on and who I'm out on. But outside of the Panthers minus one and a half against the Browns, I really like the Eagles minus four at Detroit. And I've told you for months now that I'm all in on the Eagles. And I know Detroit has major steam behind them partially from how they ended last year with a couple of big wins. A lot of it is the hard knocks hype that we see each and every year. But for me, I'm high enough on the Eagles to say, I will bet them as a road favorite, lay the points and say, prove me wrong, Detroit. Because to me, the Eagles are going to be one of the best teams in the NFC. The offense should be a juggernaut. Uh, The running game uh, should be one of the most efficient once again in the NFL. 
And I like Detroit's offense. The offensive line is tremendous. I like DeAndre Swift. Own him in a fantasy league. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. But I like the Eagles here to come out of the gate strong as my favorite. And I got if I'm going to hype a team up for months, I've got to roll with them in week one, even as a road uh, favorite. Uh, other games I love, the Saints, minus five at the Falcons. Again, don't love taking home or road favorites. Um, but I think the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams in football. And while I enjoy Kyle Pitts and Drake London, Drake London isn't healthy yet. He's not even practicing because he got hurt in the preseason. So even if he's out there, you got a guy who's already banged up. It's his first NFL game. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who I really like, and I think he's going to be competent this year. Uh, I think the Saints are a sleeper in the NFC as well. Um, I let Nate Tice on Monday convince me of the Jags. I like them plus three against the Commanders. And part of that is also is I'm just so out on the Commanders this year because what they did to me last year, they made me look so bad. And all my takes preseason on the Commanders aged so poorly that I am in on the Jags in Doug Peterson's debut as the Jags head coach at plus three at the Commanders. Uh, the Ravens minus seven at the Jets against Joe Flacco. Give me that. Another road favorite, but I'm happy to fade the Jets without Zach Wilson. Um, I'm not buying Joe Flacco this late in his career. Uh, to me, the Ravens minus seven are an easy smash play for me. Certainly the start of an immaculate teaser card, uh, six or seven points, get it down to minus one or a pick them. Uh, that to me is a no-brainer. The Chiefs minus four at the Cardinals, another road favorite and sort of the same situation with the Commanders. I'm out on the Cardinals this year. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Because they hurt me. My best bet last year was the Cardinals to win the NFC West. It was like plus 450, plus 500, something. It was super juiced. And it looked so good through like 12 or 13 weeks. And they absolutely tanked down the stretch. And I will never forgive them for it. No DeAndre Hopkins in this one. Um, give me the Chiefs. A hungry Chiefs team, as Nate Tice said on Monday. I like them minus four at the Cardinals. And then Giants plus five and a half at the Titans. Happy to fade. Happy to fade, Tennessee. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Um, and so for me, uh, this isn't a game I love, and I might not play it, but it's one that stuck out to me when I was going through this late. So that's where I'm at. Best bet, Panthers minus one and a half uh, as a home favorite against the Browns. Eagles minus four at the Lions. Saints minus five at the Falcons. Jaguars plus three at the Commanders. Really, I love road teams in week one, which is just... Terrible now that I'm reading it all back. Ravens minus seven at the Jets. Chiefs minus four at the Cardinals. Giants plus five and a half at the Titans. My best bet again. Panthers at home. Home team. And Baker's revenge game against the Browns. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. For all the fun matchups, that's a sneaky under the radar one I can't wait for. Um, that's it. That's all I got. It's time for goodbyes. It's kind of wild to say goodbye here on Bet to Win. Uh, and as I mentioned to Claudia, this is my on-the-nose year anniversary, um, 100 episodes of this show. I moved here for this show. I love doing this show. I loved working with Claudia. I loved building chemistry with her. And I've loved the challenge of uh, hosting a show solo. It's not something I started super comfortable with. I think I've gotten more comfortable as this thing has gone along. And there have been some bumps in the road, and it hasn't always been perfect, but um, I am genuinely grateful for all of you who gave this podcast a chance, whether you listen to one episode or all 100. Um, it means a lot because starting something from scratch is a scary thing. And when I 
lost my job covering the Seahawks because NBC Sports Northwest went out of business. Um, I didn't know what was next. And I took a leap of faith to come down to Vegas, work for WinBet, work with Blue Wire, and it's been uh, a ton of fun. And I'm excited for what's next. You're going to find my work on winbet.com. I'm going to be writing a lot more, there'll be social stuff. So find me on Twitter at Joe underscore fan. Uh, I'm not a hard guy to find. Haven't been uh, and will continue to be easy to find on social. Also follow at WinBet. Again, a big thanks to Claudia for being a great co-host. Pumped to have her back on for this final episode, really putting a bow on this show in the right way. Um, and that's all I got. This has been a ton of fun. I think I'm a better podcast host uh, today on September 1st, 2022 than I was on September 1st, 2021. Um, and, and this has really been a fun platform to be able to hone my craft. And this studio is just immaculate. So a huge thanks to WinBet. Huge thanks to the team at Blue Wire. Jeremiah Crow. Uh, a fantastic producer, always setting me up to succeed. Antoine, Brian, Cole, Nestor, all those guys have been uh, really crucial in making this uh, the best product possible. Big thanks to Nick Dayus, who has been a huge part of this show since Claudia left, sort of being my once a week de facto co-host. Um, it's been a blast. So uh, one final goodbye from, from me here at Blue Wire Studios. Uh, this has been Bet to Win, and we really appreciate you listening.